morning. How is everyone doing on this Sunday morning? This is Pastor Alicia. Welcome. If you are joining us for the first time as a visitor at Excel Church, we're so glad that you decided to be with us on this morning and to our church family who we routinely gather together, whether it's in person or online. Um, we continue to connect and love one another as family. Um, I pray you had a wonderful Christmas and I'm so glad that you are with us this morning. I don't know about you all, but um, the day after Christmas is always pretty interesting. Um, that's, that's the word that I can think of at this moment. Um, I'm sure there's some better words <laughs> that would be uh, more descriptive, but I'll try to explain. Um, like many of you, uh, a lot of preparation uh, goes into one day. I was looking online and I was um, seeing how, you know, some of the um, publications for pastors and, and church publications were saying that, you know, a lot of pastors experience burnout um, around um, this time of year, uh, trying to not only tend to the needs of their family, but having huge productions and things like that at their churches and um, all of the things that go along with that. And so I can remember those days where we would have, you know, the different things going on between the community outreach and the services and the um, things that we had to do for our children. And I, I can see how that, <laughs> I can see how that's possible. Um, we're doing better, praise God, and balancing and uh, making sure that we don't take on more than we're able to um, handle. Uh, given any particular circumstance, the, the size, the, the number of volunteers, things of that nature. And so it does come with some disappointment, I know, because people expect the same thing of you, even if you don't have the same support or same resources. Um, so I'm glad that we made some adjustments so that everyone can enjoy their time with their family and have time to reflect um, about what the season really is about. I'm also really excited that we have um, for the last couple of years, really, been doing um, the Advent series leading up to Christmas, which has been helpful for me. I hope it's been helpful for you to stay focused on what Christmas really is about. And so even though we might get swept up in all of the festivities that accompany Christmas, um, we certainly want to, as Christians, always keep at our focus what Christmas really is about. And so I appreciate having those reminders and us being able to dissect that week by week and really prepare our hearts and our minds for Christ. And so having said all that and having done all of that, regardless of what your preparations look like, um, it's definitely a huge buildup. And then it's over, right? It's over. And, 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 I've dealt with this throughout life where you're pursuing something, whether it was, you know, the journey of going to become an attorney and going to law school and all of that. Or um, I remember my whole life, I wanted to be a member of my sorority and that journey of getting there and becoming a member. And so there's all these different things in life. Uh, maybe as a parent, you know, that journey of, of having 
that child and your wife being pregnant and waiting for her to give birth. There's a lot of times in life when you prepare for something for so long that when it gets there, you feel this sense of, well, what's next? It, it's, it's, it's over now. And you almost have that sense of disappointment that it's over because you enjoyed that journey. I don't, I don't know. Am I resonating? Has anyone ever experienced this before? Or when you finally got there, you were like, man, it's over. Like, I don't want it to be over yet. And, and, and it's crazy because when before it happened, you can wait for it to happen. You, you were, you know, rushing it, pushing it. I'm ready for it. But then when it happens, it happens and it's gone. And you're like, oh, you know, you try to take pictures. You try to take videos so you can continue to relive the moment. I don't know. Does anybody know what I mean by this? Here's what I want to get at today. We've celebrated that Jesus came as our Messiah the one who would save us. We've celebrated his birth. We've celebrated how that was a long-awaited, fulfilled prophecy that came to pass. And we've celebrated all that that brings for us. And the temptation may be that now that Christmas is over and you began to think about what's next, and the stores begin to start putting up their Valentine's uh, <laughs> um, items because they're thinking of what's next. And even as you begin to contemplate, okay, when am I taking my tree down? When am I taking my lights down? And you're preparing on what's next. Here's what I want us to end our year on. And I'm not going to be long, but I hope that it be thoughtful and thought-provoking so that as you spend some time with the Lord this morning, you can get into the place to be prepared for the rest of your journey. This is what I want us to catch. The Christmas that we prepared for. If we were just preparing for the celebration, the, the, the festivities, the families, the gatherings, then now it might be a time where you do feel a little bit let down now that everybody's already opened up their toys and opened up their gifts and starting to prepare to go home. But if you all along, as we have been teaching, have been preparing a place in your heart for Christ, this is really just the beginning of the journey because you have received a gift that is everlasting You've received a gift. You know, I don't know about you, but sometimes you get that gift for Christmas and it's one of those gifts that you, you keep opening it up and you it, you never get tired of it because you get to discover something new about it. Now, those kind of gifts are hard to come by out of the store. Many of you know your children, they get their gifts and by the time that it's for them to go back to school, those gifts are in that trash bag on the corner waiting to be picked up because they're over it already. They broke it already. They're over it already. On to the next. Listen, we got a gift from Jesus that is everlasting. And the way that we begin to implement this gift, the way that we begin to operate in this gift and share this gift is only just beginning today. So we have a hope. We have a future. We have something to look forward to, even though the day has come and gone. So let's just talk about that briefly. 
before I let you guys go. I'd like for you to take a look at John chapter one. We're going to look at verses 10 through 11. So turn there with me real quickly, if you could. John chapter one. We're going to look at verses 10 through 11. Are you there? He was in the world and the world was created through him. And yet the world did not recognize him. He came to his own and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, he gave them the right to be children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born, not of natural descent or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. All right, let me stop right there. I had said 10 through 11 and it got good to me and I kept going. So that was actually John chapter 1, 10 through 13. And you should keep going and read more of this when we get finished with service this morning. But we celebrated Jesus miraculously coming into this world and a world that um, was created through him and held together by him. But the world did not recognize him. This is what I want us to see for a second. They did not recognize him for who he really was. And I often wonder if that's where we are, if we don't recognize who he really is. And our gift that we would keep unwrapping it, that we would keep unpacking this, that we would keep spending time in prayer, time in our word, time in his presence, so that we can truly get to know him. I think it's a, a terrible tragedy when we get something for Christmas and we never really fully get to enjoy it or experience it because we didn't take the time to know what we had. You get this gift and, and I tried my best to be on my P's and Q's and be prepared and get this huge pack of batteries. And then we started opening up gifts and it was a different battery type than the type that I had. Wouldn't it be a shame if my son never came back to that gift because it just so happened on the day that he opened it, we didn't have the right battery type. When all it takes is a little bit more effort. I'm going to grab those batteries today. And today we're going to get a chance to discover what was really given to him that he never was able to tap into for whatever the reason. What about you? I'm asking you this morning, what are some of the things that God has placed on the inside of you? Gifts that he has given to you. Gifts that will not only be a blessing to you, not only be a blessing to your family, but be a blessing to the church. Be a blessing to the body of Christ as you tap into it. As you put in a little bit of effort to activate the gifts. Amen? Amen? So it's not an excuse that you only had AA batteries and you needed AAA batteries because somewhere they have what is necessary to activate. I, it's not an excuse that, you, you know, you never met anybody who operates in that gift because somewhere 
somewhere there's somebody on YouTube that's got a tutorial <laughs> somewhere the Holy Spirit is moving and speaking and if you just spend a little bit of time with him he will give you a tutorial like no other can I get any witnesses this morning how many times have you just not known how to do something and you just pray and you ask God and you say Lord please help me please show me what I need to do and yes sometimes that may mean he brings somebody in your path that will mentor you and teach you and show you. And sometimes that means that your time alone with him is going to reveal to you what is necessary for you to excel. That's what I'm praying you will do this morning is set your intention for 2022. Yes, this is the last Sunday in 2021. I'm asking you to set your intention to get familiar with your gift to get familiar with what God has given us, the gift of eternal life and, come, somebody say, and life more abundantly. We've got to unwrap this thing. We can't just hold on to just a half of a gift, a piece of the gift. Okay, all right, Jesus came. All right, let's have some Christmas presents. Wonderful. Mm -mm. There is so much more to this for us to unpack. And unfortunately, many of us, just take the superficial part. Give me the diamond earrings and, and you're good. Give me the, the, the new video game and you're satisfied. You have missed the biggest, the greatest, the most amazing part of this season. If that's all you wanted was to be able to have some hot cocoa with some peppermint and sit down and sing Christmas carols. Now, don't get me wrong. I love all of that. And, and anybody who knows me knows when you come to my house, you just feel like you're in Christmas world because I enjoy all of those festivities, but not at the expense of us not enjoying the presence of God. And I want us to be able to get a hold of that this morning and carry that, carry a desire, carry a passion, carry a, a need to know more about this gift. How many of you have ever gotten something before and you didn't read the manual? You didn't read the instructions and so you didn't even realize it could do something. And then somebody else, usually a kid, the seven or eight, <laughs> grabs it and shows you, you know, look, look, Nana, you could do this with this. Look, Papa, you can do this. And you're like, oh my goodness, I didn't even know this thing could do that, right? That's what we're doing in life, y'all. That's what we're doing in life. We're going in, we're going through life tapping into half of what it is that God has in store for us. And I'm challenging you this morning that you would say, you know what? I want everything God has for me. I want to experience everything God desire to do through me. Because I know that there are people in this world that need me to be at full capacity. I know that there are people who, once I'm at full capacity, operating in my gifts, doing the things that God placed me on this earth to do, that their lives will be enriched. Not only will my life be enriched, but the lives of others will be enriched when I am fully walking in my purpose. Do I have anybody who will say that with me this morning? Go ahead and say that with me in the chat. See, the problem they had when Jesus was born is very similar to the problem that many of us face today. And that was that he didn't look like the kind of savior that they were expecting. Amen. That he didn't come. He didn't arrive in the way that they were expecting. 
And I think a lot of times when we're going through issues or we're going through challenges, we're not expecting the answer to be where it is. We're looking everywhere else. <laughs> we're, we're going all around the world and back. We're going to the, the corner, to the psychic line, to the, to the tarot card. To the, we're going everywhere but where our answer lies. And so the challenge I'm giving you this morning is we're getting back. Come on, somebody. Come on, let's get back. Let's get back. Let's get back to where our answer comes from God. And that we're willing to wait on that answer. Even when it doesn't come right away. Even when we don't hear him right away. But that's what we want to hear. We don't want to hear what will make our ears tingle. That will satisfy the itch. But we want to hear what does thus say of the Lord? What does God say? about this situation in my life. Because let me tell you, you will find people who will agree with what your flesh wants to hear. You make up your mind that you want to do anything, right or wrong, you will find support for that, even in the church. So make up your mind that you really want to know, God, what do you say? I'm willing to make the adjustment as necessary. I'm willing to put my life on the course that will bring me closer to you and fulfill the purpose you have for my life. So show me, show me if I'm on the right path. Show me if I'm on the wrong path and you need to me to make course corrections because I want you to understand every year we keep making these intentions that next year is going to be my year and this, that, and the other. But what we don't get so often is that Every year will be our year if it is the year that we are walking with and following the Lord. And no year is going to be your year if you have set your mind and your intentions on doing the opposite of what God is calling you to do. And so before we get to making our New Year's resolutions, before we get to declaring what kind of year it's going to be, let's just spend a little bit of time. And again, I'm not going to stay with you long because I want to leave you with enough time that you can still say, okay. God, I'm going to sit in your presence for a moment that I received the word that was spoken this morning. Give me your blueprint. Show me the path so that when I do go into 2022, it will be blessed and it will be prosperous because I know that I'm on the path that you would have for me to be on. I want you to receive this one word. You know it by heart, Jeremiah 29, 11, but I want to read it into your hearing. Jeremiah 29, 11. Turn with me if you would. I thank you, Father God. I thank you for this time that you brought us together. I thank you for how you are allowing us to not just be hearers of your word, but I thank you, Father God, that you're allowing us to be doers as well. And God, I thank you that in spite of whatever hardships we have faced in 2021, God, I thank you that you have a hope and a future and an expected end for us. It reads, for I know the plans I have for you. This is the Lord's declaration Plans for your well-being, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. 
Many of you have it memorized, King James Version. For I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord, plans for good and not for evil, to bring you to an expected end. Regardless of which version you prefer, King James Version, New Living Translation, I need you to catch this. God does have plans for you. And the one thing I have discovered is that when you bring yourself into the alignment with the plans that God has for you, you experience life in a way that you've never experienced it before. When you're kicking against the grain, when you're fighting it, I feel like you make it take longer. But when you finally, it doesn't always make sense. I need to say that piece real quick so that when your mind starts kicking back at me, because I know your mind is kicking back at me. I know you, you fussing back at me through the screen. It's okay. I'm just the messenger though. It doesn't always make sense. It doesn't always agree with you. It doesn't always feel right. It doesn't always look right. But there is a plan and there is a path that God has for you. And um, I want to share this real quickly and then we're going to close. Um, I love when we preach and I, I give you the, the biblical examples and the contemporary examples to really make it plain for you. And one example that comes to my mind that is just so powerful. And I always share this example when I talk to family and friends. I don't know if I've ever shared this with you, but anybody ever heard of a lady named Tabitha Brown? Probably by now you have. If I had asked you that last year, you might've said no. If I had asked you that the year before that, you probably would have said no. Um, but make a long story short and you can look into it more yourself. But this young, young lady, um, God has walked with her for a while and um, she had aspirations in her uh, career uh, to be an actress and she was not able to accomplish that and she just wasn't finding success as she had um, desired on that path. And so she did what you know most people will do when we need to still put food on the table, still provide for our family. She took whatever jobs she could get in the meantime um, not giving up on her goals, but being practical of what needed to be done. And so she said, um, and you can find her testimonies and things like that on YouTube. She started Ubering. And when she was Ubering, um, she was on this health and wellness journey and she became uh, vegan. And she was um, waiting on one of her rides to come back out. And she was at Whole Foods and she had grabbed this sandwich and she ate the sandwich and she recorded herself eating the sandwich um, and telling the viewers that she had, how amazing the sandwich was. And it went off the, just went viral, as they say. And then the next thing you know, that store, Whole Foods, reached out to her about being an ambassador. And she did many videos of cooking and sharing with us her vegan journey and how she was um, able to have a healthy lifestyle and enjoy it with, you know, flavorful, soulful foods, um, which probably at that time was not as um, well known. And she shared her, her discussion with God and how she really, as the Lord was leading her to do this more and more and sharing these videos, how she was really kind of like pushing back, like, well, God, you know, I want to be an actress and people are not going to take me seriously if they see me as, you know, an aspiring actress doing these food videos. Um, but she was obedient to the Lord and the Holy Spirit. 
And so she kept doing it. She kept doing it. And as you know, as the story goes on, um, she wind up being very, very well known for two things. One, being a, a vegan and being someone who was able to share things that everyone, that people who weren't vegan, people who just, you know, we just enjoy watching her. We enjoy seeing her cook and we enjoy, you know, trying these things that she was showing us. But the other thing that God didn't reveal to her that he was doing is she was really kind of like in a Mr. Rogers way. You know how Mr. Rogers was a Presbyterian minister, but nobody ever talked about that. You know, we just knew that he was this man that put his shoes on and took his shoes off and took us on this journey. And we enjoyed him and we loved him and we just felt loved and we felt safe and we enjoyed him. Well, meanwhile, as she was doing this, she was sharing such happiness, sharing such joy, sharing such love and, you know, not necessarily preaching, reading scriptures or anything, but just sharing the love of God that her voice and her, her demeanor and everything about her became so magnetic that people wanted to follow her all the way on her journey. They, they, they wanted her on the calm app. They wanted her, her voice in books. They wanted to see more and more of her to now where she is acting now where she is, um, has her own little television show for children on YouTube where they, um, where she is our new Mr. Rogers. <laughs> um, but God did something so amazing in her life that at the time that it began, it seemed furthest from helpful to the journey that she wanted to be on. But God has a plan. God has a way. And sometimes it, it <clears throat> his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. The ways that God does things will confound you. I can say in my own life, there have been times where I had a, a specific place, a specific goal I was trying to reach and I had my way. Oh, this makes sense. I'll go this way. And God's like, mm -mm -mm. no, you won't. And, and, you know, same conversation, back talk. Well, well wait, but my way, my way, this is good. Like, why are we, why are we not doing this? And learning to say, oh, okay, we, we, you know, your way is better than my my way. If I thought it was good, but you said it's not good, then it's not good. I trust you, Lord. And beginning to take that new path that's different than what I expected, but seeing him in the example I just gave you in my life, probably in your life, throughout the Bible, seeing that his way is best. And so if if, if the journey can be greatly shortened, if we would truly take the time to figure out what is that way that God wants me to go. So I don't have to spend a lot of time going the opposite direction, wasting a lot of time doing something he, he, he clearly does not want me to do. What is the way, Lord? Show me. Let's spend some time between now and the resolutions that we make on the first and say, Lord, talk to me, show me, guide me, use me for your glory. Because the way he does it is going to bring him glory. See, when he finished her story, her story isn't, isn't even finished being written yet. But when he did what he did in her life, he his name was glorified. I don't know if you can find a post that she'll post where she doesn't say, God, I, I thank you. She gives God glory for what he's doing in her life. Two, 
the dismay of some of her followers who, who may not like that. But she gives God glory for what he's done. See, what God's getting ready to do in your life, not only is it going to be a blessing to you, but it's going to bring God glory. You're going to bring other people to Christ. You're going to, your light is going to so shine before men that people who would never have thought of stepping foot in a church are going to find themselves privately on their knees praying and asking God to come into their heart. Isn't that an amazing gift that just keeps on giving? That's the gift we got, y'all. That's what's on the inside of us, that even when the Christmas decorations come down, we are going to be able to keep giving to others. And I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the journey. I'm excited about what God's going to do through you. I'm excited about what God's getting ready to do through your church and how God has given us a gift of a new building. Hallelujah. I'm excited about the per the plans he has for us corporately. Ooh, we've got a lot to look forward to in 2022. Do we not? So let's go ahead and get ready to give God the glory. Amen.